0: And without ado let's get into the show hey guys welcome to this week's podcast episode for the financial freedom podcast and i'm really excited about today's guest her name is joanne mester and she empowers people to open profitable sustainable brick and mortar businesses in today's amazon digital age it's really interesting to hear her insights she's got an amazing story she's also the host of the receipt paper podcast. And I'm really excited about this conversation. So Joanne, welcome.
1: Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be on today.
0: Yeah. I know we had connected through PodMatch, and I'm really curious to, I know you have a really interesting story to share. You know, you followed kind of the the traditional narrative which is kind of coming into question and you started this uh business and this companies and um so share with the audience.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a little bit about my background. So I was in the corporate world for 10 years. About five years ago, my soon-to-be husband and I were looking for other ways to bring in some additional income. And we started looking at franchises in the brick and mortar space and decided to go all in. And um, you know, at first it was really just a way to bring in some additional income, but wound up taking a lot of time, but also being very lucrative and found ourselves both leaving the corporate world and going all in in the brick and mortar space. We wound up opening three um, CBD franchises. And then a few years later, opening a wellness center and we bought stores, we sold stores. um, And it was a really, really awesome business. Um, Loved it, brought us a lot of passion and excitement in our day-to-day lives. But in the beginning, it was definitely a whirlwind. We had no um you know even being a part of a franchise we really didn't get a lot of the support that we were hoping for and there was so much help out there in the digital world on you know how to grow your business online but not a lot in the brick and mortar space. So um that's what kind of sparked our passion for wanting to get out there and help people in this space um on the a few years ago, I had a, the opportunity to be on the board of, a, of the franchise that we owned. And when um, during that, I saw a lot of people that were struggling, were all making the same mistakes and the people that were succeeding were all you know doing the same things. So we were like, how do we just go out there and start showing people how to do this? So that's what sparked our company, Brick and Mortar, where we kind of help people build or grow their brick and mortar businesses. So
0: yeah really interesting story um and it sounds like you know I've, I've talked to a lot of franchise owners you know people that are franchise coaches help people it's kind of a interesting um interesting side gig um it, of course it's you know consult your professional and you know it's it's not without its risk but uh what's interesting this uh we in it, in your first story you talk about um you landed you and your husband landed this dream management gig and then everything you thought it was like this perfect thing and then you kind of reached the top and it was like life was not how it seemed
1: yeah, yeah was, well we were <laughs> totally we were so excited to open this franchise and we were like all in it was everything sounded perfect it was a product we were passionate about and um you know just a really exciting what sounded like a lucrative opportunity, but then, as we started moving forward, it was like, okay, how do we do this? You know, we set up our LLC incorrectly and it took us months to do it. Uh, we couldn't find a location um it took us way longer than we anticipated. and then we opened and it was like, where are the customers? you know, so you know, every step of the way, it was like, okay, how are we going to make this work? You know, we we went all in and there's no backing out on a, you know a five-year lease that you commit to right so um yes it was definitely very eye-opening in the beginning like whoa we need a lot more here than we than we. Uh,
0: yeah it's quite interesting so um uh, we'll you know we'll, we'll actually get into some of the your other stories but um you know talk a little bit about just kind of um you know because franchise it's not like um it's not like a a blog or a podcast, you know, or, you know, coaching, this is like franchises, you're actually like brick and mortar, it's like huge startup costs. Tell, you know, people that are considering that, you know, what to be aware of.
1: Yeah, I think one of the biggest things when, you know, considering a brick and mortar business or a franchise is obviously mapping out what are all of those costs uh, to get started, but also what are the costs going to be to maintain, um, you know, for like that first year, right? Like it's not just going to be my doors are open and now all my expenses are paid for, you know, a lot of people, some people that can happen and that's awesome, but you got to prepare for, for, you know, the potential of not making sales right away. Um, And I think the other area that I really see the biggest Mistakes and when people get started in brick and mortar business is just overextending themselves on those startup costs and you know spending way more than they need to. Our biggest saying that we say is start simple, get fancy later because you know you don't need the fancy waterfall, you don't need you know this insane build out when you're starting in brick and mortar business. Like that's it's, you're not going to get an ROI on that right away and you can add things in as you go like in the beginning we don't want to spend, you know, $300,000 on a build out when it could be a $50,000 build out right
0: <laughs> yeah i love that and um you know again again you know these are, like this podcast is for people listening it you know be sure to con- consult the experts don't get in over your head the other question i have is um you know in this age of um amazon and you know work from home is a brick and mortar business dead is it right for people what consideration?
1: yeah we've definitely seen a lot of transitions in that space but i most certainly don't think it's dead um Mm -hmm. You know, I think that when we think about going into a brick and mortar business, it's no longer just to go buy a product, right? You know, we can do that online. We can compare prices to things online. We can compare items, features. So, you know, when I think about going to a brick and mortar business and what drives me there is typically the experience that that business is going to provide. And I've really seen that the businesses that are succeeding are the ones that provide more of that experiential retail experience. You know, you're walking in there, to you know see something to try something to taste something you want to hear something or be entertained and delighted so you you know having that experience that you can walk into and a reason to walk into the doors of that business has really been essential for what we can see
0: um the other the other question is um you know how do with what it sounds like is it's it's more competitive the landscape is a lot more uncertain And then you use experiences to actually kind of nail that retail business. How do um, you know what do you what do you the most important things to look for when searching for a location? You know what are some important factors? Is it location? You know suburban areas. Uh, Tell us more.
1: Location is one of the most important factors in a brick and mortar business's success. We see it time and time again, and I. Um, We'll work with people, and you know they're they're really struggling. And a lot of times it's simply because of their location. And sometimes we can get them to move to a better location, and they're ten times more successful. Or we just you know figure out ways to make it work at that location that they're at. But um, in the beginning, you know, so many people. One of the biggest expenses is obviously your lease, and so many people want to cut down that cost. Like, how can I get the spend the lowest amount on that cost? But what they're doing is. They're not realizing is that they're gonna to have to spend five times as much on marketing because that location is either harder to find or harder to see. Or you know, if, if you think of your storefront as a giant billboard, you know how how visible is your is your storefront? That's going to be pure marketing for you, and as far as where you're located. So um, you know, knowing that you have a good location will decrease your marketing expenses tenfold. Um, I think one of the biggest things to look for is obviously visibility. You know, how many people walk by, drive by, are seeing your business every day? Um, Is your business easy to get to? You know, nobody wants to drive around 10 streets just to enter into your business um, and get to your location. But visibility is number one all day. And one of the biggest mistakes that we see people make all the time.
0: Yeah, the other question I had is, um, especially with competition, especially with online digital, but even like um, local competition, because like, there was this really this popular bakery, uh, my wife and I love to go and then kind of this, um, this big grocery chain store came in and Took them out of business. So, how can someone set their business up for success even if competition comes in?
1: I feel this one so much because we opened um, our first location and we were one of the first CBD stores in town. It was before CBD had boomed. And within a year, we had six locations within a mile from us. So, um, you know, we were so worried like, oh my gosh, we're going to, there's no way. There's one literally across the street. Um, And the biggest thing is knowing how to differentiate yourself there um so what we did you know we went and looked at the our competition scoped them out you know what are they doing what are they not doing where's the gap there um you know what can we make sure that we offer that other people don't and we wound up adding in um some services that nobody else was doing and um Ever since then, you know, we've always been able to differentiate ourselves, and it's never really hurt us as more and more stores have come in because people come to our business for something that they can't get anywhere else. So I think making sure that you're, you know, keeping an eye out on that competition, what are they, you know, where's their gaps? And then how can you differentiate yourself in a way, you know, not just like, oh, better customer service or, you know, the simple things, but in a big way, how do you differentiate your business so much that no other business can do the
0: same thing right. Yeah, it's interesting I've, I've heard these stories where competing businesses they'll put in fake you know negative reviews fake positive and uh you know the internet you know it's all it's all you know people go that's where they go to check things so yeah um. Don't recommend that. That's horrible.
1: Uh, there's nothing worse than when you see that negative review pop up as a business owner, but I would recommend that you go look at those reviews. You know, I think when you can go see what their negative reviews are, you can usually see, oh, wow. Like they're not offering these products or they're not, not nailing this service. And I can, and I can fill that gap as, as a competitor. Right.
0: Yeah. What's the hardest part of being a brick and mortar business owner? Oh, good question,
1: man. I think it's kind of evolved and changed throughout the years. I think in the beginning, the hardest part for us was navigating the traffic. Right, like you don't really have a consistency in the beginning of knowing when people are going to come in or what time of day. And you know, bad weather lets less busy. Um, so figuring out those ebbs and flows um, was really difficult, but after a while, it, it, you do find a rhythm to that. And once you start getting more traffic, it's not as concerning. Um, but I think, you know, today it just continues to be that challenge of, um, you know, it's just staying staying up to speed with marketing and what's working and how to drive new business.
0: Yeah. The other question I had is um, uh, in terms of for someone you know, interested in getting into it, you know, what kind of margins can they expect, you know, it, what kind of profit margins and uh, you know, best advice for someone getting started. Um, I'm I'm curious.
1: Yeah. So the margins are such a wide range depending on the product or if you're a service-based business, you know, obviously with service-based, more of your expenses are gonna be upfront with the cost of your equipment or things like that, um, or paying you know a provider, but um, you know, with product based businesses, we see margins anywhere from you know 50 to 70 percent. Um, most people want to run at a 30 percent um, profit margin, so you know, the ones that we've seen successful are able to do that, including their overhead costs. So, um, yeah, I mean, you definitely just want to dig in on on those margins. I've seen a lot of product based companies that um are not negotiating enough on the on the beginning on that wholesale cost and they really should be pushing for a lot more. Um so there's always ways to further negotiate, you know, if we're only getting like a 50% wholesale cost, push for more, push for, you know, closer to 70, 80% for sure. Uh
0: and what 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 uh what areas would you consider um people look into when opening up a franchise?
1: Um like what industries or what yeah. Um, that's a good question. Not one I get asked a lot, but um, you know, health and wellness is really hot right now. I think a lot of those franchises I see growing very rapidly. I would be weary of, you know, jumping into any franchises that have only been around for a couple of years. Um, and just kind of really further vent that out. We, you know, obviously having been in a franchise, we're kind of um you know we advocate more for doing it on your own and, and not necessarily jumping into a franchise but there are great franchises out there and you know if it's the right fit for you then then go for it.
0: <laughs> and uh I know a lot of question for the listeners are thinking are thinking about, you know, what is the cost and how do they get funding? Uh you know what are options, all of that. Funding is
1: the biggest question we get and there are so many ways to get funded. And um, you know, as you know, you've got grants and loans and you can look for partners and investors and you know we've done all of that with our first business um you know we just simply saved up you know cut out the unnecessary expenses and we wound up opening our first business for less than $30,000 including the franchise fee Um, so it is doable to, if you really cut back, um, our second business, we went and found a partner, um, and it was kind of a a 50, 50 split. Somebody who also had a CBD store that we went in with. And then our third business, we went and, um, we had an investor. He just wanted to fund it and we just did all the work. And, um, you know, later on down the road, we wound up selling that business and just split it. So there's lots of different scenarios like that, that you can look for, um, and then, you know, obviously there's, you know, we see people all the time that that do look um, seek out loans. And we have a lot of partnerships with people and help people do that because um, it is it is to get, get the funds that you need.
0: Yeah. And how can people, you know, check out your website, social media channel, et cetera?
1: Yeah. So if you go to master break on that and as a Nancy. Um, you can find lots of resources on there. We've got a free brick and mortar business plan um, that can help you kind of guide you through all those things that you need to know to get started in brick and mortar business. And if you already own a brick and mortar business, we've got a free resource on there: um, seventy-five ways to drive traffic to your business. So that's also a a nifty one for you as well.
0: Yeah, and uh, for all the audience out there, let's thank Joanne for coming onto the show. You know, interesting. Uh, to talk about brick and mortars, uh, of course, do this is not advice, do your own research, mm-hmm. startup costs, risk are extremely large. And uh, with that, thanks so much for coming on to the podcast. I hope you really enjoyed that wonderful, inspirational, motivational piece. Again, if you, wherever you are listening, if you liked it, be sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. We're on everywhere. Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon, Audible. And without much ado, be sure to thank this show's sponsors, and we'll see you next week.